guys welcome back it's been a while me and cole are both in college so we've been busy with finals and we've, we've kept our twitter and instagram up to date but we just have not been able to find the time to finally sit down and record but here we are we got a lot to catch up on a lot of albums to review and talk about so that's what we're gonna be doing today yeah i think the last one we did was um when all the albums and eps came out on october 16th so mm-hmm. got a whole a uh, month and a half worth of stuff to catch you guys up on and kind of give our opinion and input on. So I guess we'll just get started with, I think one of the biggest things, at least for us, that came out was Chris Stapleton's album starting over. Yes. Yeah. That, that is a phenomenal album with all the singles that he dropped. You could tell that it was, it, it is almost like you look at the cover. It looks like he's actually starting over. It feels like he's kind of going back to how the traveler album fell. His, the From a Room Volume One and Two were both really good albums, but they just did not live up to what Traveler was. And this, I think, this album 100% is neck and neck with Traveler as a, as just a solid album. Yeah, I I would like you can totally see the starting over aspect of it with you know the album artwork, you know, just really simple. You see the pencil marks and everything on the page of him like erasing stuff. Um, I kind of like how you said, like, it's going back to kind of how Traveler was. Um, I kind of agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just so many songs you can relate to off of here. I think one that's really, it's sad, but it's really cool song. Not not cool, I wouldn't say that, but just, I, I think. Incredible song. Yeah, I, I didn't see someone ever doing this or having this take was Devil's Gonna Watch You Burn. How it's about the, the Vegas shooting and kind of how that guy is going to get his chance in hell and what what he did was wrong and kind of, in a way I, I'd say he's kind of honoring those victims in, in that song and just I don't I don't know if anyone else could have could have done that the way Chris Stapleton did that that's and it's such a upbeat uh like rock that, heavy song when that choir comes in that was incredible yeah it was like it was like just the church choir sending you to hell like it was it was awesome yeah I know I know on the album too they had a uh because Chris Stapleton used to uh I think he would open for Tom Petty uh, before he passed away. And mm-hmm. uh, I think Tom Petty's guitarist uh, was on, was on this record for Chris Stapleton. So that's yeah. pretty cool. What what other songs are you a big well, fan of? The song I really thought you were going to talk about first, because um, it's one that I was able to relate to in the past. And then you more recently was Maggie's song. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw Chris Stapleton say that um, I, I he had a dog named Maggie and I think he recently had to put it down and, he said that 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 dog deserved a song. So I, it, if you guys haven't heard it yet, it's about um, just one of his good dogs that he had that he that he had to put down, and just kind of honoring it. And it's a really cool uh, cool country song. And you always hear like a uh, the joke if you play a country song backwards, you kind of get your dog back, you get your job back, all this stuff. But I've never really heard a song like that about a dog, and it was really really cool. I I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, I just thought it was like you know. I'm just finding this lost dog and like they just like immediately like take it in and just you know everyone in the family is just like it's it it's a part of the family like mm-hmm. it's one of them and just the loss of it and kind of stuff like that um I think another song off there that you are a really big fan of is Arkansas yeah yeah Arkansas is that that one is 
when he just starts off and his vocals at the beginning are just incredible. And that one's another one that's really like almost rock, Southern rock, I'd say more than country. And that that just really surprised me when I first heard that. That was a single that uh, he released before the album fully came out. And that one got me pumped for the album. So of the three that came out, would you say Arkansas was your favorite of the singles that came out prior? I don't know. I, I'm a really big fan of starting over. I love starting over. There's so many unique aspects about every single, like all three of them. They don't sound the same. All three of them were like mm-hmm. totally different. You know, starting over is this, you know, fresh, upbeat one. And like you get the feeling of kind of like starting things over. Cold is just kind of darker. Yeah, I forgot about cold. Cold is good. Yeah, I love that one. You know, you hear his range in that song. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then Arkansas is kind of more the not like I want. I don't want to say it's like the more country one, but more like kind of. It's definitely more yeah. upbeat and like kind of like a yeah. party song. If or like something you're just gonna put on when you got some buddies over, something like yeah. that. So, yeah. One song that I really like off there is You Should Probably Leave. Yes, I love that one. That one is probably, out of all the songs, you could make the argument for Starting Over, but Starting Over, You Should Probably Leave are probably the most radio-friendly songs, I'd say, that I could see getting a lot of uh, radio success. Starting Over got a little bit, but not as much as it should have. Yeah. I think another one that I also really like, You Should Probably Leave is definitely up there. Um, I was also a fan of The Devil Always Made Me Think Twice. Yeah, I love that one. That's a good. That one. was a really good one. Um, I think top to bottom, this this album is phenomenal, and we've we've tweeted out and said that it's definitely one of the best albums of the year, and it came at the eleventh hour. I mean, what yeah. it dropped November, <laughs> uh, November thirteenth. Yeah. So we haven't had it for too long. I know my brother got it on vinyl, and you know how the album looks. It's got like his name, like "Starting Over" by Chris Stapleton. If you open it up. It says property of, and you can write your name in the final, like on the inside. Really? Yeah. That's, that's awesome. And then like on the back, I don't know if you ever noticed on his tour days, like who, who he's having opening, he's got like little symbols. So if, like, I know he was touring. Right. With, like he has like a symbol for if. Yeah. Um, like Yola yeah. Was, was one. And then he maybe had like a, like a, I know he had a symbol for like the church choir um, on the album and then. Tom Petty's guitarist. I can't think of his name right now, but he had a symbol if he was on a song right. and it's on the back. It looks pretty, it's a really simple uh, cover, but the little things like that are really cool. I think. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess you got anything else you want to say about this? No, I just, I, I just think this really feels like traveler again. And to start off like, cause you traveler was the album of the decade last, last yeah. uh, in the 2010s. Starting off 2020 with an album like this, I, I can honestly see this being another album of the decade by Chris Stapleton. It, All right. It's really good. I'm I'm not sitting here saying that personally it's my favorite album of the year, but I could see it, it, it's got a lot of popularity and a lot of people like it that I could see it being the album of the decade. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, like you said, you know, it's not necessarily your favorite, but you can definitely. Yeah. And I know an argument for it. I know that's a bold statement, but I mean, Chris, People love Chris Stapleton. They yes. absolutely love him. So, and I think the wait for it, mm-hmm. like you know that, because when did uh the From a Room volumes come out? The last one was December of 2017. I want to say, right? So, yeah. I mean, they've had a wait for it, mm-hmm. and so yeah, I, I, 
I was getting a little nervous though with Chris Stapleton. Not that sure I, if he was going to come out with anything else. Well, no, just the road he was going on. Not nothing. Not saying that it was bad or anything, but th- that song he made with Justin Timberlake was was pretty good. But then he remember he I'll made that something. he made the blow song that wasn't very good. I don't. I didn't like it very much. Who did and he do that with? It was. Ed, I want to say it was Ed Sheeran and Bruno Mars. Okay. Honestly, I don't think I've ever listened to it. And then didn't he make a song with Pink? He was he was bouncing around with all these pop pop artists and i i was just uh i don't know i was i was nervous the way where he was going but he's really cemented himself as one of the the best country singers around today and he yeah he's just phenomenal uh cheryl crows who he did uh tell me when it's over it was cheryl crow and chris stapleton for that okay one. i thought he did one with pink maybe, maybe that's someone else and then yeah blow was ed sheeran and bruno mars yeah that that song something else i wasn't a big fan of that yeah but yeah this i I can't say enough good things about this album yeah all right so i think next on our list then is going to be war davis's black cats and crows Mm -hmm. i was i love this um it's awesome because um war davis talks about how this is something he's been working on for basically his whole entire life you know it's something that his life has just been building and building to and it's kind of hits on stuff from all over the years. Um, I think my favorite song on there is uh, Ain't Gonna Be Today. It's the very first one. And That's a good one. I, there's just something about it. Like, I heard that, I was like, instantly, I, I know it was the first one I clicked on, but like, this gonna be my favorite. And it's it's awesome. Everything about it, all the writing of every, all the songs and everything is incredible. Yeah, he's a hell of a writer. He, he writes a lot for Cody Jinx. Um, I, the way I describe this album, uh, I would just say, and I'm, this isn't bad or anything, I would say it feels like a bigger version of Asunder. Like I, it, yeah, I it's, a, it. it's just about his, you can tell it's all these songs are super personal and they're, they're darker and I, I, I can't get enough of it. It's it's definitely a, a pretty depressing album, but... Yeah. I mean, well, that's, that's what country music is, sad I songs. Mean, you mentioned it being a bigger version of Asunder, and it does include Good and Drunk mm-hmm. from that EP. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I can definitely see, you know, where you're coming with that, because Good and Drunk's the final song that comes on this album. Mm-hmm. Um. And then he also includes uh, Colorado, which originally, well, he wrote it, right? Yeah, he wrote but it. But Cody Jinx released it first yeah, on he his cut it Lifers on the, album. Yeah, he cut it on the Lifers album, and I personally like Ward's Dave, Ward Davis's version better because I think it it starts off with a lot of fiddle, and I just I, I'm not a big fan of the Cody Jinx version, and I think this one I think since Ward wrote it and it's probably a lot more personal to him, and this is how he wanted it to sound. I think it it came off like the more right genuine way. almost. Yeah. It came off the right way. I think the Cody Jinx version is fine, but this is just way better. Yeah. And another song I want to point out, he finally released Get to Work Whiskey, which is a was a fan favorite. Uh, when I saw him play at Bucks, he, he performed that song. And I, I've, I've always liked that one by him. So glad to see he finally cut that. Um, what are your thoughts on Papa and Mama? That's the one where he's kind of talking about like, uh, I, correct me, I could be wrong here. It's the one where he's talking about, you know, like, uh, Poppy used to like beat up on Mama, but like not anymore. Yeah, I thought that one was actually really cool. It remind me. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard "Papa Love Mama" by uh, Garth Brooks. I've heard yes. That that's when I clicked on it. That's kind of what I was. That's the okay. story I was expecting, and kind of kind of what I got. 
the one song that stuck out to me the most was uh threads right that's a, he released that as a single i think like a week or two before that album came out that song is absolutely depressing but it's it's so good uh he's just saying kind of just talking about how showing that he's he's got a softer side to him and he's he's torn down all the way to threads and just feels like that should should have been on asunder as well and these these are great songs uh i can't get enough of them i i'm hoping to get this album on vinyl i don't know if you saw he's got the red record oh absolutely yes so, i i think what is this this is his first full album since 2015, 2015 which was 15 years in a 10-year town yeah and i think i talked about this on here before but almost everything he's put out like eps eps or albums they're all black and white yes so mm -hmm. i i don't know if that just by coincidence or if there's a theme there because man a lot of his songs are are darker and I, I don't know if he's going for that feel but i, I that just kind of stuck out to me when looking at it but yeah. and yeah we didn't talk about black cats and crows but oh yeah uh, of course title track of it um he released that i think we talked about it I'm pretty sure he released that on October 16th. Yep. And we talked about it when we talked about uh, Sturgill's Cutting Grass Volume 1 and Shelby Lee Lowe's uh, Something in Me. But I love that one. Um, I think it kind of set the tone of what people would expect for the album. And I think it lived mm -hmm. up to the potential. Yeah. I think that was the perfect song to, to name the album to. And he's been, he's been posting some stuff on Instagram. I don't know if you've seen on Twitter of what... Like uh, some comments that like... Uh, I think like like uh what am i looking for like critics have been saying about yeah. the album and I'll, I'll just pull up a couple one person american songwriter said call it real call it authentic call it actual country music with an actual soul and i think that that was the one that stood out to me the most because that with actual soul is is perfect because uh it it it's just about it's real life experiences that he went through. It's not something that that Nashville's like, hey, this will get us lots of listens and stuff. It's real life. It's real country music. So uh, you can tell that that real music fans are are loving this album. And so w Ward Ward deserves this. He's been grinding for years. So I'm glad he's he's reaping all the the rewards from this album. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, so I think next on our list, um, just kind of going down here. Uh, we got Quiet Heavy Dreams by Zach Bryan. Yeah. So he released a CP one or two weeks ago. Um, can't remember the exact date. It was okay, November 27th. So uh Black Friday. Um, what are your thoughts? Uh it I couldn't be more happy with this EP. I, I just leaves me wanting more. Um Crooked Teeth is probably one of my favorite songs yes. on there. The murder ballad. I think that mm -hmm. was just a really cool um cool song I, I i love this this album though didn't feel as raw as his other ones i feel like there was a little bit more production in it i don't know if you got that feeling yeah i kind of see that i think there is a big emphasis like on the storytelling and the songs mm -hmm. with this one which i really appreciated um like you're just kind of sitting there like it just kind of takes you away um crooked teeth you know like you said it's the murder ballad um like you just get sucked in and like you're just listening to the story um it, yeah i can see where you're coming from with saying it's more production um but at the same time like it's high quality you know mm -hmm. there was a lot of time and effort put into it yeah i was a little kind of shocked that he came out with an ep 
since he just released his last album, Elizabeth, in May of this year. Mm-hmm. So I was yeah. a little shocked that and he that was a long album. That right. Really that had, one. I want to say at least 14 songs on it. Mm-hmm. And so kind of shocked that he came out with this EP. Um, also a little, I thought it was a little weird that you didn't see Oklahoma City on there. Because he released that single earlier this year. I don't know if that was just going to be like a quarantine thing. Okay, I can see that. That That's the only thing I could see. But uh, I like on Crooked Teeth how you can hear like all of his friends singing like on the yeah. chorus. I, I like mm-hmm. that he still adds that. I think that's kind of like his his thing or his signature thing in it, on his albums. Another song I'm really a big fan of is, is Traveling Man. Yeah. That, I, doesn't it? It's pretty heavy on the harmonica, right? Doesn't have that in there. Yeah, I believe that one is. I know you're a big fan of. Oh, anytime you can throw a harmonica in a song, I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, but then a couple of other ones, you know, you got "Let You Down" is fantastic. Of course, the title track "Quiet Heavy Dreams" is awesome. Like all around, just you know. I know November Air has been getting a lot of love. Right. Yeah, that's another one. one. And then there's also Birmingham. Mm -hmm. You know, um, every single one of these is very well written. Um, and I I don't know if I have anything bad to say about any of them i love the i love the cover of the album too yes absolutely so um it's probably it's just probably hard for him to get in and record like since he's serving in the military and things like that mm-hmm. so um just probably trying to push out whatever he can and when he when he has the time right so i i think he's already huge but i think he's growing and growing and growing and he's he's gonna blow up here soon i feel like Maybe some some people in the mainstream haven't heard of him yet, but I he's getting really big, really fast with almost zero marketing. Like it's it's just all him. He's on YouTube. We got discovered. It's just putting music out on iTunes, and people are eating it up because he's just God given talent. Mm-hmm. He's so damn good. Yeah, I I can't say enough good things about Zach Bryan. Um, I mean, he was on my top five of my Spotify Rap this year. Mm-hmm. So I've trying to support him as much as we can um and you can't go wrong with his music like it's it's true it's how you know things he's going through in his life um or just you know just the effort he puts into every song is incredible and i think that's what makes him such an amazing and unique artist you know there is you know you can see the effort in every little thing that he does yeah he's he's gonna hit a big here soon he's gonna get on a label i feel like yeah. All right. We'll keep going down the list. Yeah. What do, you, what do we got next? We have Sturgill. Sturgill Simpson. Cutting this, Grass Volume 2, the Cowboy Arms Session. This was another surprise. Surprise. He does not, he didn't release any singles again. Yeah. I was, okay. I had a little, um, I guess I was expecting it a little bit because I had uh, seen like earlier in the week that he was going on uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live. Um, that thursday night um and i was like hmm like there got, there's got to be you know something coming out or okay. something like that i guess I, I didn't see that i was expecting the volume two to come out this year um uh, because he did say like you know he was promising that we'd hear it soon and then i saw he's coming out and jimmy came alive i'm like well it's perfect time for him to be like hey i'm gonna drop this album yeah now like there you go and so saw that earlier in the day and i was kind of keeping an eye on it right when you know 11 o'clock hit here i Sturgill Simpson's name was typed in Spotify, found it right away. And then I sent some over to you. I'm like, we got volume two. <laughs> one thing, one song that really stands out to me, and I know it does for you, is Hobo Cartoon. Yeah. That one was, I think he said he was, he, him and Merle Haggard 
um, were, were, had been writing songs. And I think he said he, Mer, when Merle was in the hospital bed, he, he wrote a little bit of this and Sturgill said he, he wanted to man up and he wanted to finish this song for Merle since he passed. And it's the last song on the, on the album. And I, I freaking love that song. It's pretty much all I've been listening to this, this week. And I, I think Merle would be very happy with how it turned out. And another thing about this album is I'm really proud of Sturgill. He, he covered uh, You Can Have the Crown, which is a song he does not like to sing. But then he also figured out what the hell rhymes with Bronco. Because <laughs> you hear that and he, he, doesn't say, he doesn't say that. He says like, these bluegrass records are uh, buying my meals. And he doesn't, he, I forget what he says at the bat, but he doesn't say, um, try, still trying to figure out what the hell rhymes with Bronco. But it, it, it rhymes with Bronco uh, from the later verse. So he finally gotcha. figured it out. Yeah, I, what I thought was a little weird is, you know, there was so much content on volume one, um, but there was only 12 songs on the second volume. So I thought that was a little weird, but, you know, very well thought out. Um, I love the, um, you know, version of Brace for Impact, uh, Live a Little. I thought that was amazing. Um, like you said, you know, you said you summed up perfectly uh, Hobo Cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's an amazing song. Um what else was there? Big fan of how he how he uh, did Hero. Yes, that okay, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, Hero. That was off High Top Mountain. A lot mm-hmm. of these, almost every song, but I think Hobo Cartoon is just a bluegrass cover of a song he's already released. So, uh, and the cover of it looks pretty similar to uh, the uh, Cut and Grass Volume One, except it's a black background. He's blue, still riding the lawnmower. But I don't know why the why I wonder why he put the moon on that one. Maybe because it's uh, the way I can see it kind of like it's nighttime almost Mm. Um, since it is the, you know, black background. um, I guess, I don't know, but I know one of my friends, we were talking about the album and I personally think that volume one is a stronger album than than volume two. And he was saying that this could have been Sturgill's kind of B side, like, like the A side of a record B side, usually a little weaker. And so, so I, volume I could, one is like the a side volume yeah two that's b side but i mean my brother thinks volume two is a lot better i i personally don't think so i there there but hobo cartoon is is a great song yeah. don't get me wrong i like the jesus boogie on there mm-hmm. it was like you never asked me if i wanted to be like a son of a gun i thought that was really awesome yeah. um he's just always i what i like about it it just feels like he's with his buddies on these albums and they're just jamming out like mm-hmm. he's having a good time well and like I was talking to Nolan, um, your brother, about this, um, how he's, like, hoping Sergio, you know, keeps on going, like, releasing stuff. And I believe I saw it in one of his Instagram posts. Like, he talked about, like, you know, doing these, you know, the Butcher Shop sessions and the Cowboy Arm sessions. He really found his, like, love and appreciation for the music again. Mm-hmm. And I really think he is going to continue, you know, releasing more and more, um, you know, whether I feel like he might be more on the bluegrass side of things again which um, we're here for that's what we yes. want <laughs> but you know even if it is him you know releasing a few more rock albums i'm totally okay with it you know as long as he's still coming out with content and if he's found his love for the music again that's good for him because well, he's, he's such a good artist he can do almost any type of genre and it, it, it hits well with anyone i don't think he's anything he puts out is very offensive or anything like that like it's, it's just good music all around and he should so talented he should definitely be bigger than what he is now right and i think 
with with these bluegrass albums um and he's made a lot of noise just kind of putting these out like secret secretly and it's it's kind of stirring the pot and people are starting to notice uh Sturgill Simpson and I feel like he's really helping him kind of get noticed a little bit more than than I don't I, I don't think that sound in fury is is I know that's up for best rock album of the year but I don't know if that when did would that come out wasn't that 2019 yeah and but I the Grammys have it up for best rock album of the year. Interesting. Okay. But uh, yeah, I don't, I just feel like these, these albums, maybe it's because we're country music fans, but I feel like these albums are definitely getting more, more love and uh, people are discovering more than, than maybe his couple last couple albums. So yeah. I think this was a good move by him. Yeah. I'm excited. You know, both of us have bought the um, indie exclusive version of the vinyl and it's just so cool. You know, you got the for volume one at least. Um, you're gonna have two of the uh, vinyls. One's a uh, John Deere green, the other one's a John Deere yellow, and mm-hmm. it's it's incredible the way they look and the way they sound. Um, yeah. Just you know the thought and effort is there in every aspect of the album, which I think is awesome. Yeah, it, it turned out really well. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm excited. You know the indie exclusive version of the volume two doesn't come out until like April April 2nd. yeah April second. So it's gonna be a long wait for that one but i'm excited for it i think it's you know i agree volume one i think is better you know you got songs on there like i don't mind um life ain't fair in the world is mean, mean. i yes. really like that old king mm-hmm. cole is a good one yeah uh turtles all the way down does he have long white lines on that one too yes I think he does yeah mm-hmm. so yeah but both both albums are phenomenal if 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 any other artist would have put out an album like his volume two cutting grass volume two we'd be raving about that but it just cutting grass volume one was such a strong album that right. it just kind of makes that one look weak mm-hmm. all right uh keep the train rolling um we'll hit on let's hit on uh cole wetzel's cole wetzel's album uh sellout yeah <laughs> i mean we need to talk about the last song on this record if you haven't heard it starting out with post salad post sellout right yeah. away if you haven't heard it go listen to it but i advise you to probably put earbuds in or something yeah don't uh, listen to it in a public yeah, setting or it anything is, like that it is crazy but i think the reason he did that is because like you said post sellout i think it's because co is getting getting pretty big and things like that i think he might be on a label i'm not sure i don't know if this is like his first album on a label if it is um but i know he's he's getting bigger and he doesn't want people to think he's going to be a sellout. He he still wants to be the crazy, reckless guy that he is. Mm-hmm. And I think since this album dropped, he wanted to do that to prove, hey, I'm I'm still the same guy. This is why I'm doing this is because, like, I, I'm not changing no matter how big I get, no matter what labels are interested in me. Like, I'm making the, the party, like, Texas rock that I, I make. And I, I think this was a, a great album. That last song... Little, little too weird for me. I was not expecting that. I think it's hilarious. Um, it's something I'll listen to the car by myself. Probably that's about it. But <laughs> um, I love it. It's, it's just it's goofy. Yeah. Um, but you know you got country and uh, western on there. That's mm-hmm. an awesome song. Incredible song. Um, I think that one and. Sunday and Monday and Good Die Young were the three singles he released, yep. you know, prior to the album, which all three of those are very well done. Um, 
I think country and western is probably my favorite, followed by Good Die Young, and then there is Sunday or Monday. Colden alone has been getting a lot of yes. a lot of love. That's like is it the breakup one? Yeah, and then the one right after it's probably my favorite off the record, Crying from the Bathroom. Yes, I think that's a really good. He, you know what I, I when I describe him to people, I, I especially with this album, and I don't listen to much rap, so you might you might think this is straight out of like just like doesn't make sense but he reminds me of like a country or like southern rock version of post malone you kind of get that that feeling from him i can see where you're coming from yeah i could probably i could see that they're both Um, really reckless like they just want to have fun their songs are kind of their songs can get deep and kind of in the feelings but then they also have these upbeat like fun songs that people love to rock out to and i feel like their personality and just how they don't care and want to have fun just I feel like they get along great. I can see that uh, kind of with the country and uh, Western. Mm-hmm. Um, I could kind of see where you're getting the idea of Post and um, Kobe being the same. I can see that. Um, but yeah, they do both have those deeper songs. I'm trying to think. Um, they have, like Post, has, what is it, Fall Apart? There's Fall Apart. There's the... Jesus, See, we're, we're, we don't we don't know rap that well. Uh-huh. I do dabble with Post though. I do like him. There's one about uh, feeling Whitney. I think is what it's called. That's a deeper one, more on like the sadder yeah. side of things. But then, like, uh, Co Wetzel has uh, Lubbock. I love that I, one. That one's fun. That's mm-hmm. a fun song. Um, what do you at, think? Oh, of- Outcast. We need to talk about Outcast. Okay. That he talked about that song, and I want to say has a William Clark Green song, right. and. Him and his buddy, he said, and sadly his buddy had passed away. I don't know when, but is is now passed away. And they used to always sing and sing that song and jam out to it. It was it's a different song, and uh, but he wanted to cut that for him. And since that was kind of their their song, and I I don't I don't know if I've ever heard Outcast by William Clark Green, but all I know is Co did it justice. It's a it's a good song. Yeah, uh, I would say I thought it was kind of fun. Uh, the Fiddler. Mm-hmm. It, it sounds like is it the intro to Lubbock then? I think so. Because when you hear Lubbock, if you're just listening to that song, it starts like right away with him singing. There's no like introduction or anything yeah. like that. So I took it as the fiddler, which I'm pretty sure is Co messing around with the fiddle. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of maybe it's not a, the best sounding. Yeah, it's but, just like a little skit he does as a as a joke before he goes right into that song. Yeah, yeah. but I thought that was kind of cool, and I did see it as like the like introduction to Lubbock. Um, another one I kind of like off there is Drug Problem. I thought that was kind of a good one. Yeah. Uh, what what exactly is 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 the cover of this album? Is that just like a feast? Kind of. I mean, I honestly just took it as it was kind of released. I think it was the week before Thanksgiving. Oh, I didn't even really. I kind of just thought of it as something like that. Um yeah, I don't at, really know. I guess I didn't look into it too much. Yeah. Well, you can see if there's a throne there behind the word sellout. So I don't know. You never know with Ko. That dude's definitely one of the craziest guys in music <laughs> today. But I I haven't listened to it that much. For some reason, it came up as like one of my most listened to albums on my end of the year thing. And I've listened to it all the way through once. Hmm. But I, I don't know. But I, I liked it. There's I, I listened to... Uh, crying from the bathroom a lot, Lubbock, just uh, cold and alone. Like the main ones out there, I've really listened to. Yeah. Um, Outcast is Outcast. 
check that song out. That is a good song. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll keep going. Um, I don't know if we hit on this at all. Um, I want to say what we're going to talk about next here is uh, Eric Church and the fact that he has now released two purple um, singles on top of the two red and two blue. So he first released Through My Ray-Bans. That mm -hmm. came out early November. And then this past week, he released Doing Life With Me. And now that just totally throws the wrench in everyone's idea of a blue album and red album. But I, what are your thoughts? I guess we kind of, you and I have kind of talked about it. I originally thought that the uh, Through My Ray-Bans was going to be, you know, like a transition song from the red to the blue. Mm -hmm. But now that the fact that there's two purples i i wish he just tell us already right i hate this you know secrecy of you don't find anything out like it's just oh hey i'm releasing a song now guys and it's i've even texted you and i i've said triple album i don't know but you go on his website and look at his merch there's nothing with the purple there's red right. stuff there's blue stuff there's no purple so that's just a shot in the dark i don't think that's it but i want to have that on record in case i'm right so we originally i originally said the through my ray band so the first purple is going to be the transition from uh red to blue mm -hmm. what it could be is you know it's still the transition but it's like through my ray bands is the last song in red and then like um doing life with me could be the first song on the blue that and those are the two transition songs watch i feel like next week he's going to come out with some yellow there's going to be a green there's yeah. going to be a rainbow one coming out in like three weeks i i don't I, I that that could definitely be it. I just I just want to know already. Do you think we won't get an album until twenty one, or do you think we? Get I, I heard I heard January twenty twenty one. Okay, that's what he originally said. I forget where I saw that, but um, I I, I hope it's coming. I, I want I, to know. He's released. I, I think this is gonna be it. I think that's the last because he's released two red, two blue, two purple. I right. feel like that's it. It could be like first week of January we get it. I, I can totally see that because um, January 1st falls on a Friday. What if, do oh. you think he could do, you know, first album of the year? Do you think he like would do? Okay, if you say, if you think it's two albums, do you think he drops two albums in one day or one, like a little Cody Jinx, one album one week, second album the next? With the way he's going, I could see two albums in one day. I honestly. could too. I could honestly see that. Or, God, I don't know. It's, it's either it's going to be two albums in one day or, you know, within a, a month or so of each other. It's either it's all at once or it's going to be kind of spread out with a month gap is the yeah. way I see it. Yeah. Um, Bold moves from the entertainer of the year. Just, yes. <laughs> we didn't even talk about I love how when he won that, when he goes up on stage and he's like, if there was one year not to win this award. Because no yeah, one was, it'd be this year. Yeah, no <laughs> one was performing or anything. No one was having concerts. Of course, the CMAs were like, "Oh, I guess we have to give him do it, give it to him now," because we screwed him the last couple of years. So, screw him like what three, four years in a row now, something like that. Why did they give it to Garth Brooks one year? I think oh. that was last year they did. Yeah. Who? Who? What the hell goes well, through their minds? Who was it? Um, I see. I don't pay attention to these at all. But there was the one that was split between like Carrie Underwood and Thomas Rhett split co-entertainer of the year 
Yeah, I I, I didn't I didn't watch did that. It. I didn't watch that well, either. Just, I remember like, seeing it. It's like you got to be kidding me. Like I remember when Eric Church won. I know Luke Combs and they were like they were like sitting behind Eric Church. You could see him because they were like had to social distance. And when they announced Eric Church won, the two people you saw jump up like freaking out was Luke Combs and John Party. They were so happy for him. So good talent recognizes good talent. Yes. So I was happy to see that. That was really cool. All right, going back to the songs though. So we got "Doing Life with Me" is what he released um, last week um, on December 11th. What are your thoughts on this? Have you listened to it much? I listened to it, I think once or twice, all the way through. Um, I, I I think it sounds like old school Eric Church. Yeah, um, I'm a big fan of it so far. <clears throat> if I had to pick a color, I'm the biggest fan of it's purple. I with like through my Ray Bands and doing life with yeah, me. yeah. I think, but I'm also big. I think my favorite is, uh, other than those two, is probably Crazy Land. I'm still really okay. I still really like that song. But um, see, I'd say either it, I've been kind of going back and forth. It's either Crazy Land or Hell of a View for me. That Hell of a View is really good. Um, the only thing I like Bad Mother Trucker from the Blue, but I feel like that's not his strongest. It'd either be I don't even see that one. I'm sorry. Purple or red. I don't even see bad. I think Bad Mother Trucker is a cool song. I think it's good, but I don't see it as a single. I don't think it's that strong of a song. No, it it kind of reminds me of one of the songs off uh, Desperate Man, which I can't think of what it is now. Desperate Man, I, I would, I would, I don't know if you would agree with me on this, but I'd say Desperate Man is definitely one of his weakest albums. It it kind of reminded me of Heart Like a Wheel, and I don't know why. Hmm. Like I. I like Heart Like a Wheel. Didn't understand the reason for the releasing that as one of the singles off uh, Desperate Man. I just, Desperate Man, kind of jumping off track here, but Desperate Man, we waited so long for an Eric Church album. And, and I'm like, expected a little bit more from it. Yeah, I, I, you start off and you hear The Snake, and I'm like, oh, this album's going to be so good. And the, the best I, song on there didn't even get sent out as a single. No one talks about Hippie Radio, and that's, that wasn't a single? I don't think so. He didn't even play it when we saw him in concert. Yeah. Okay, I had problems with that concert, though. Yeah, that was not... I've seen Eric Church twice before then. That was not Eric Church. He, he never... He said he said he's never doing a Double Down tour again. Yeah, I think that was the reason why things were... You didn't hear everything, because, you know, he didn't want to play the same songs both nights. You know, he's trying to, you know, um, vary it a little bit between the two shows, so not everyone... You know, if someone came to both of them, they didn't hear the same show twice. And I think it kind of, he was trying to entice people to buy tickets for both nights. Right. So. I Which I can kind of see because he's, he's got so many songs and so he many does. hits that, you know, if, if you want to go to an Eric Church concert and you want to hear every single song, you could be sitting there for four or five hours. Yeah, he, he played, when I saw him... Um, one time he played for close to four hours and there was still two songs. I wasn't mad because they weren't like my favorite songs, but I could think of two songs he didn't play. And I know it was love your love the most. And I want to say, I want to say it was, uh, Oh gosh, I'm blanking on the name. It was something off the outsiders album. I can't think of it, but uh, yeah. And so I, you, he's got so many hits that I, I've just, yeah, I understand why he did the double down, you know, cause you want people to hear all your songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of see why he's putting the two shows, you know, that way he's able to, you know, play all like 
a lot of songs the first one and the songs he didn't get he could play the second time around along with some that he played for the first like uh-oh oh <laughs> my bad like there's a few songs that you know he has to play like twice something like you know springsteen or drink yeah. in my hand mm-hmm. like he has to play that at every single show i feel like yeah well then um, he didn't even remember he played um he played a waylon jennings song when we saw him i can't even think what it was now um it wasn't like ain't, i think he came out what did he come out with was it nice in new or uh new orleans is what he came out with yeah it wasn't even from desperate man which was kind of weird um but he played the snake which i thought I think that's one of like the best like intro songs that I've heard on an album. Mm-hmm. I think that is awesome. Yeah. Um, just you know, the slow intro and like the slow build up to it is awesome. Um I kind of this is just me personally, but I've always kind of linked these two songs together with Knives of New Orleans, you know how he's kind of like running and mm-hmm. he never really says what he did to get wanted. That's what I kind of like about the song. You kind of you kind of picture your what what he did you 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 okay. kind of tell the story and i kind of i kind of always link it to lightning you heard yes that's what i i okay. was because he talks about how he shot he shot like a, a cashier i think it was like at a like a quick stop or something and he's getting put to death on the electric chair it's a really kind of sad song but it's it's isn't it like written to like his daughter or something like that yeah and it's it's just from the point of view of someone on death row. And I, I kind of always link that guy in that song to what he did in knives of new Orleans. I don't know if that's meant to be, but if that is, that's absolutely genius. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I love seeing him in concert. Um, I just, yeah, there's that, you know, whole double down thing of where you didn't get to hear everything you wanted, but I mean, now if he's going to add two albums to it, what is this man going to do? Well, I mean, like Garth Brooks, he he would do he was doing i remember he did six shows in three nights in lincoln really or not not in three nights he did six shows he had like a we had like an afternoon show kind of like at like three or four o'clock and then he had one at like eight dang and he would he would sit yeah he would he went to like only a couple couple cities and and did that so i could see eric church getting on that level honestly yeah i mean with you know the amount of effort he puts into his albums and, you know, the, um, like just the quality of all the songs, like he's, he can pick and choose any single one of them, you know, 80% of the crowd is going to know them all, mm-hmm. like know the entire song. So, yeah. Um, kind of derailed from talking about doing life with me and through my Ray bands, but I guess all I have to say, um, like Ben said earlier, Purple's probably my favorite as of right now of the three colors that he's released. He's got the two purple, uh, doing life with me and through my Ray Bands. I'd well, probably go purple, red, blue. I would agree with that. I think the only thing that's holding the blue one back is Crazy Mother Trucker. No, you know, bad, bad mother, <laughs> bad mother trucker. My bad. I was throwing Crazy Land in there. Um, so well, let's let's look at what these words are saying so far. If you look at all the... Because he has a few bolded words. All the bolded words you have. If you look at it from when they were released, you have that bad, crazy view through life. That's what it says. If you look at him from... That when, bad, crazy view through life. I I can see it. Like, I mean, geez. He's you, just messing with us. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That'd be cool if it was like... If that if all these words that were bolded were like eventually like a chorus to another song on the album, 
like lyrics to a song all these ones that are bolded so there's gonna be a song about that bad crazy view through life i don't know if that was like a chorus or a line in a song <laughs> would be kind of cool i don't know i'm i'm taking a shot in the dark here i don't know what this man's everyone's doing. guessing at this point everything we say is just our own thoughts and opinions we cause... have been right before on things hey i think i told you um about a week or so before we saw or before doing life with me came out i'm like I think we're due for another Eric Church song. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, I, I did tell you that. So, all right, let's get off the Eric Church talk. Let's keep going because there are a few more albums and EPs that we want to talk about. So, what's the next one? Um, we got Leanna by Randall King. All right. So, my favorite song off of it, he, he's, he released Take It As It Comes and Hey Moon early. Mm-hmm. Yep. My favorite, though, is Around Forever. And I think the best line off there is, life spins like a haggard record it goes good it goes from good to bad to better i think that's such a good song i know you're a big merle guy you you listen to a lot of him and i i still to this day probably one of my favorite songs is uh mama tried yeah that's, I, everyone loves that song. yeah so i wish we would have got more than four songs from randall king but they're they're really good i know he i think he did this in honor of his sister um i don't know if she passed away or uh, what but that that's sure nice and really cool that he he did something like that for her. What what is your favorite song off there? Um, I would probably say it was either gonna be Around Forever or Oh gosh, either that or I'll Fly Away or Take It As It Comes or Hey Moon. I, I can't probably Around Forever, but I, I like all four of them. Um just makes you want more. Yes. I he I know he's he's getting bigger and bigger. I don't know if I texted you this. He, like, last week or two weeks ago, he drove up from Texas and played at Bucks. You did? Okay, we talked about it um, when we were together. Um, like, was it just random, or was it planned? Because I've been trying to look at Bucks' website to see. It could have been random. I mean, these these artists are struggling to, to get shows, and Bucks is one of the few places that are allowing shows right now. And so, and, and, Randall's getting big. Like he is right. he's blowing up. I feel like this this EP is gonna really help him. And I, I know I know Garth Brooks when he won uh some award, I can't remember what it was, but he even shouted out and said, I've been listening to a lot of Randall King. I think he's doing a lot of great things. I think he he he's reminds me a lot of George Strait or like a Cody Johnson. Okay. I, I think he's gonna be the next big thing in, in red dirt. I could see it. Um, I, yeah, I wish we could have seen him. That would have been awesome. Um, but this EP, you know, four songs. I love all four of them, but would have been nice to get a few more. That they could be, could be an album coming though. True. I could see that. So, um, I love the artwork for it too. The artwork that he released, like for the two singles was really, Mm -hmm. um, nicely done. And then I love the dark background with this bright flower on it. I think that's awesome. I like the new logo. I think it's a new logo that he's been using. It's the, I think I might've talked about this already, but the RK and then it's got like the, like the horns yeah. of the cattle and mm-hmm. then it's got a crown behind it. Yeah. So I do think that is pretty awesome. So keep your eye out for Randall King. He's going, he's getting big. I could see him um, starting to get played on mainstream radio here shortly. Yeah. All right. Um. Next thing we want to talk about is Cody Jenks dropping the Red Rocks live album. I wish we would have went. Dude, yeah, we, okay. <laughs> so this was what, 
uh, summer of 2019, I want to say, is when it happened. Sounds about right. I think it was about a little over a year ago. And Ben and I were going back and forth of, you know, driving to Red Rocks. I think we were going to drive or fly there. And just to see this, because it yeah. a venue like that and seeing Cody Jinks, that's just an incredible opportunity. We're like, you know, we got relatives that live only like, you know, an hour or something like that away. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll stay there save money won't buy a hotel but. well and it's cool because he even said it. he says guys like me don't play in venues like this exactly so i mean and it's you, you can see the cover of the red rocks live album the place is full mm-hmm. i mean he's got a, he's got like a cult-like fan base and it's it's awesome i think one song that's really because they're all his songs like cover or not covers but just his his concert just recorded but he's got chasing that neon rainbow on there by alan jackson and he's kind of talked about playing that song before because he he finally made it he was playing in these honky tonks grinding chasing that neon rainbow and he's finally making it big and i i love that that he's kind of turned to that song and when when he's got to this point and look back on everyone that's helped him and mm-hmm. how he got to where he's at yeah okay so you're kind of talking about the cover of it really quickly and i just googled you know red rocks capacity and it says about 9,500 people. Wow. So, and he, looking at that cover, he did have that place packed. Mm-hmm. Like, he does have that, you know, massive, dedicated following of, you know, fans. And it's incredible. Because I when we saw him in Grand Island, like, someone traveled, the people behind us traveled, like, six hours to see him from Kansas. And it's like, you're like, like, this was the closest show um, that he had left. And so we just bought tickets and... Uh, drove up here to middle of nowhere i guess not nowhere in nebraska but middle of nebraska to grand island yeah um for the nebraska state fair just to see cody jinx which i thought is awesome like i mean he's had a hell of a like last year and this year he's he's released those double albums he he was on the grand Ole opry had the red rocks um uh concert, concert and then now releasing the red rocks album too yeah and he said you remember he had that big post where he said he wants to do a rock album you had like a christmas ep on mm-hmm. the way and one of them was the red rocks live album so yeah and he had the he had the uh adobe sessions unplugged yeah which is like a live session he did earlier this year i thought right yeah i think it was almost like an acoustic uh which i'm curious if that will be made into an album then it as is well isn't it isn't it out already i don't think so let me look i thought it was it could be it very well could be let me, let me pull it up maybe it's not nope nope it's not yeah i think he yeah i think he might eventually put that out or something it was a it was like an instagram live facebook live type deal and i'm sure he recorded it all and i would love to hear that um because i i did not get a chance you know but i thought it was a little weird that it was a facebook live event or instagram live whatever um that you had to pay for it yeah. Um, well, I think it's probably because these artists are right, struggling. which I totally understand why um, he's doing that. You know, that's the closest thing he's going to get to making a profit from like a concert or anything like that. Um, but I just kind of missed the date of it and all that, so I didn't get a chance to see it. Otherwise, I definitely think I would have taken the time to support him. Yeah. But um, going along with the album, I just think it's so awesome that he did this because if you've ever had a chance to see uh, Cody Jinx live. The songs he does are, you know, like on his albums, when he does them live, he always like adds a little, you know, not like a twist, but 
you know, just a little bit here and there to the songs to make them more unique. Um, you know, like it's a different, not necessarily a different version. You like been around, right? Yeah. Like been around. He brings in like backup vocals on like the chorus part and it sounds phenomenal. Yeah. Um, the ending of Holy Water. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. I can't even think of like, I think he has. Did, a, didn't they, the music stopped and they kept like yeah. singing, like him and the backup singers kept singing the. Yeah. The, so the instruments completely stop and it's just the vocals and it sounded amazing like the place was just quiet and all you heard was cody jinks and then his you know i want to say it was like his um probably bassist and guitarist yeah mm-hmm. and it was just phenomenal i and, love what i love about cody jinks is when he how he opens with the, must be the whiskey and he walks up and they're playing the tune of it and mm-hmm. then it stops and that's usually like when he's supposed to like go right into the song and he waits and you're yes. just like hanging on. And yes. He he keeps you waiting and then he goes right into the song. I think that's really cool. Yeah. I think luckily enough, we've been able to see him perform that song live twice. Yeah. But um, only seen one full concert. Yes. <laughs> um, I guess you got anything else you want to say about this one? Um, and yeah, no complaints for me. I love hearing just the live versions of these and just being able to have them on an album, and, you know, not having to go look at YouTube to find them. Yeah. Because... They're just, I mean, they're just little twists of the song that just, you know, make it so much more, like, unique and just yeah, uh, worth the time to listen to, I guess. And it really shows off his talent. There's yeah. no editing. It's it's a lot. It's live. So I think it's, I think it's great. Yeah. So should we close it out with our recommendations? Um, or do you have something else? I, we're going to, uh, we talked about mentioning the, uh, Highway Kind by Josh Abbott. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that came out, I think, November 13th as well. Jeez. Yeah, there was like a so problem. So that came out same time as uh, Chris Stapleton's album. There was a problem for me. I couldn't get it for a while. Apple Music was like, God, I don't know. But well, I couldn't get it on. It's weird because like you got the Drew Parker EP before I did. Um, mm-hmm. Like, And you had the Red Rocks album a week before I did as well. Because you have Apple Music, I have Spotify Music. And I think it's just a matter of, you know, when the streaming, like, services are like, okay, we're actually going to put it out this time. Like, I think, I don't want to say they have, like, a say in it, but they also can kind of... Well, I know Josh Abbott said he had to contact Apple Music because it wasn't getting... I think there was just a problem with with this time because it wasn't getting out. And he, he tweeted something about it, if I remember right. Yeah. But he released, like, a little EP of it earlier in the year. It had, like, the Highway Kind, uh, Settle Me Down, The Luckiest, and Little More You, I think, were the songs on there. Um, so you got a little sneak peek of it, and then I think it's really well done. I love it. Um, I think the song you said you liked the most was Old Men in Rain. Yeah, I heard him on, a, I think it was an interview or a podcast. He said that it's just kind of, he was down at, uh, I think his, his father-in-law or something was a rancher, and he went with them somewhere, and there was a bunch of, older older guys there and all they were talking about was the weather and and just the rain and so he's like there's there's got to be a country song in there somewhere and i think it really does it does those guys justice and kind of everyone kind of knows a older guy that that is almost kind of like that that's just been through a lot but it just doesn't complain it's just a nice nice guy and um, i think people can relate to that song really well yeah um i guess the only thing i really had to say about it um I really love the highway kind. I love when he came out that earlier this year. 
Um, I think one of my favorites off there um, is kind of where I want to be. I really like that one. And then, yeah, probably Old Men in Rain. Yeah. I think those are two of my favorites, you know, other than the ones that came out on the EP, because I did get a chance to listen to those a few more times. But um, I can't say I listened to this as much as I did with Starting Over. I think that kind of cast a little bit of a shadow on the highway kind when it came out but i don't think i should take away from the fact that it is a good album and he did very well uh very good job on it i agree um but i think now we'll end it with our song recommendations so what do you have what i have is i i'm really big fan of these guys i think everyone should hop on the bandwagon they're going to be big here soon we've been tweeting about them I have Hayes, Kansas by 49 Winchester. Okay. That, that's a song I've been listening to a lot. So, I got two of them. Uh, the one I want to mention uh, as like my real song recommendation is uh, Tom Petty by uh, Colby Cooper. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. love that one. Um, he's trying to talk about how, you know, he's had this girl with him and he's always got Tom Petty on the radio. And I think it's really. Uh, it's a cool song um i really like it um the other one i was going to mention is um just give it a listen is brace for impact uh live a little off sturgill's uh volume grass cut in two because that's one i've kind of listened to a lot these past couple of days since it's come um come out yeah but, that's a good one it's one of my favorites yeah. off there and then of course like we mentioned earlier i think you know this will go for both of us as a recommendation is uh um hobo cartoon mm-hmm. so yeah but um, in the coming weeks, we are going to do, um, well, we're going to do more podcasts. Um, we're going to try and be, you know, a little bit better about it again. Um, we're going to try to get as much out as we can while we're on Christmas break here. Um, but what we want to do kind of to finish out the year is um, Ben and I have gone through, um, we've come up with our top tens for album of the year, um, EP of the year. So we did two different categories there just because, you know, there's so much more you can do with an album that you can't necessarily do with an EP. So I feel like you need your own category for that. Yeah. So we got album of the year, EP of the year. Um, and then we did singles. So our category for singles was, you know, songs released in advance of an album. Yeah. Even not counting, maybe if there was an album that got put out, they might've pushed a single to radio. We're just doing, songs that were released early before the album like a real single i guess right um and then i think we might we should probably add artists like emerging artists and then artists of the year yeah i think we'll do top five for those um but yeah we did top 10 albums top 10 eps top 10 singles uh these are just our opinions um i think for albums we varied on our six through ten yeah um category but we came together and we have a like a set top five of what we agreed on and then we'll we'll probably tweet out the winners and put them on instagram as well so yeah um and then you know if you guys have any other you know ideas of categories you'd want us to talk about uh we can definitely do that um because like ben mentioned i think we do need to do top emerging artists and top artists of the year yep um and you know if you can think of any other categories maybe like a like a comeback category or something like that. Just let us know what you want to hear from us. Yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll be pushing as much content out as we can over these next few weeks of break. So thanks for listening guys. Appreciate it.